Welcome to Podcast 26, Part 2, Question Answer, Missionary Service. Some personal questions about mental illness and missionary service. Now, most of the details of basic background details I gave in the original set of questions in Part 1, so I'm just going to get right to it today. Where and when did you serve your mission? I served in Argentina in the Rosario Mission. I covered a couple of states, or what could be referred to as states, I think they call them providences, uh, Santa Fe and Entre Rios. I served from 1992 to 1994. Uh, several cities, Rosario, Casilda, Paraná, La Paz, and Concordia. Uh, question number two. How did having bipolar affect you on your mission? Okay, now that question is much more difficult, and it's going to take some time to answer. First of all, it is important to understand that I was undiagnosed during my missionary service, Although I did have some small, let's call it impetus in the back of my head that I had a mental illness. Now, mental illness at a young age, as I had it, caused several problems for missionary service, especially because I was never under any kind of treatment program. The first of these main difficulties is, well, to establish, the first of these main difficulties is the ability to establish functioning relationships. When you have little to no emotional stability, your ability to form and maintain relationships is very limited. So I entered the missionary field without the normal ability to function on a social level. But there's something strange about having a mental illness. It is that you become very good at observing and then masking. This means that I could imitate the ability to establish relationships very well because I'd seen others do it. I didn't understand it. I didn't do it well personally, but I could imitate it sufficiently to hide my deficiencies. I could also hide my emotional difficulties and deficiencies fairly well. I could imitate normal functioning for periods of time, even when my emotions were significantly different than what I would appear on the outside. I had become particularly good at this. That was the first difficulty. The second difficulty with entering the mission field is that I was leaving behind a network of stability that I didn't know I was leaving behind, but I was leaving it behind. And I didn't even know that I had really even established it. One of the main stabilizing forces of a mental illness is a good network of people who can help. Now, mainly, this was my family and my ward family, but it's also having a familiar environment, such as the city of Oak Harbor, where I grew up and lived. What this does is increase your stress level significantly when you are placed outside of this network of stability, and stress is a major contributing factor to the severity of mental illness. The third great difficulty was the thought patterns of depression. I have discussed this regularly in several of the podcasts, and one of the main issues with depression is that it feels terrible, like you've done something wrong, and so your mind drudges up every mistake you've ever made so that your actions match your feelings. So I had patterns of thinkings that were difficult and disturbing to missionary service. I had, re- I had repented of everything I'd done, and I wasn't one to commit large mistakes, so there was nothing that should have concerned me. But the mental patterns of depression and feelings that mimicked sin were something that caused me significant stress and honestly used up far too much of my brain power. It would, I would have been far better off to have received some good counseling and brain training, as I recently discussed about in the therapy well before going on my mission. Now, the final difficulty I will discuss is that missionary service can be stressful in many ways and really isn't a good environment for individuals with moderate to severe mental illness. Mission field is one of constant change and often stressful encounters, especially when you haven't developed proper proper skill sets to to deal with that type of challenges of service. 
Now, given all those difficulties, I started my service in the MTC in Provo, like almost every did back, everyone did back in those days. There were other MTCs, but that's where most of us started from the United States. The MTC was destabilizing. However, I realized later that if you jolt the bipolar pattern, my particular pattern was significant change. It could take a couple of months for my pattern to reemerge. I think this, this may be also true for depression, although I think in both cases it can also go the other way and create an immediate collapse of mental illness. For me, it took a couple of months for my patterns to reemerge. And so the jolt of changing environments entering the MTC was sufficient to keep most of my feelings mixed and at bay for the two months I was there. Now, the patterns of thinking were still problematic, but for the most part, I actually did just fine in the MTC. While I didn't have the stable network, I was busy all the time. And as many people know, we were there to learn and serve and to learn a language. I still had some good support from individuals who spoke my language, understood me, and could help. I did falter a little in the MTC, but I could mask that sufficiently to overcome it. I also had a couple of good companions. Normally, I don't name names, but Elder Richards, Elder Kiefer... Um, who provided some good friendship. So ultimately, nothing really came forward in the MTC that would have been problematic. The real difficulty came when I entered the mission field. So I've spoken about all the things one should do to help stabilize a mental illness in many of my podcasts. And most of them have to do with stress and reduction of stress in some way or another. You need a solid network of people. You need a stable, known environment. You need to eat proper foods, get sufficient rest. You need to avoid stressful situations as much as possible. And you need some consistency. At the mission field is really none of those. It is one revolution of change. I had placed myself in a completely foreign environment. I had a companion who spoke only Spanish and little English, Elder Rodriguez from Puerto Rico. So I had no communicate so I had communication issues with the only stable relationship I would have over the next few months. I couldn't understand the language. The food was very different, the culture was very different. I basically had done everything I would tell someone not to do with a mental illness, and so it eventually caught up with me. So because I was continuing to mask my difficulties, even when they became very problematic, my body did what most bodies do. If you continue to mask and won't listen to the emotional difficulties, then you're going to listen to the physical ones. I began to have headaches, stomach issues, tiredness, fatigue, almost a textbook physical manifestation of the illness. Now, now I didn't know that I had an illness, much less that it, it could do what I was experiencing. So I went to the doctor to figure out what was happening. Maybe I caught a bug. Who knows? Naturally, they couldn't find anything because it wasn't my physical body that was having the issues. So this made things look as though I was having extreme homesickness. This was about the time that my mission president asked about seeing their counselor, as I noted in the first set of questions. Remember that in my day, this was taboo in many ways. And the stigma was very real if you saw a counselor or had a mental illness. In our district in the MTC, again, we had a young man who was diagnosed with this mental illness. And they sent him stateside to serve. I had very little understanding about reassignments and how they work and how the Lord works back then, so I'm sure that this created sufficient fear that I avoid seeing the counselor. I didn't want to have the stigma attached to me, so I continued forward and suffered. I did spend a great deal of time on my knees asking the Lord for help, and I would say that I probably received it for the most part. So what was my missionary service like? Well, the best answer I can give you is that I don't remember much of it. I can remember names and places and several events, but that's it. I have no emotional memories of Argentina in my missionary service. I don't know the exact term for the memory loss, but I would think that it would be considered some minor type of PTSD where difficult memories are blocked out and forgotten by the brain. 
I will tell you something interesting about it, though. Because of the difficulties and the patterns of negative thinking, I never felt that I was effective on my mission and considered it a failure for quite some time. I've come to understand that I did just fine in the Lord's eyes, but I've never spoken about my mission to my family very much. Not that I don't want them to have to understand it, just I don't have much of a memory for it. For a long time, I had dreams that I went back to serve another mission because of my original failure. I think that's my brain's way of making up for what it thought was a failure. It is also interesting how the brain works. Well, I told you that particular answer was probably going to be long. On to the next one. How were you able to stay, question number three, how were you able to stay on your mission with the illness? Uh, one of the main things that kept me there was the stigma attached to early return missionaries in those days. I, I know that's a poor motivation, but the stigma was real, and I'm not sure that I would have ever overcome it. I think the Lord knew this and probably provided added support for me. Uh, I did eventually receive priesthood blessings about every month that would suppress the symptoms sufficiently that I continued to work. Uh, this doesn't mean that I didn't experience some very difficult moments, and I'm sure my companions thought were very strange. But I remember some very good companions that were very understanding in many ways, and perhaps the Lord intervened there as well, too. My second mission president and I struggled with each other, and perhaps that is my skewed perspective of it. Who knows, being in mental illness. He was wonderful, but like me, didn't understand what was happening. So the reality is that I feared going home, got some good priesthood blessings, and the Lord provided what was needed. I would say that I was probably not the best missionary when compared with other missionaries. But then again, we really shouldn't compare. And the comparison in this case was not apples to apples. They didn't have a mental illness. I've come to learn that based on my illness, I probably fared very well on my mission. I've never felt any condemnation from the Lord or his servants. The only issue was the negative patterns of thinking that kept me believing that my service had little to no value. Now, I have no doubt Lucifer probably intervened a great deal as well to let me know that. So while I was able to remain on my mission and gain some valuable insight, things could have been much better if I'd possessed the ability to speak up and find the correct treatment rather than fear of going home. Now, if any of you have ever experienced something like this, understand the Lord loves you and you did just fine on your mission. There were no issues with your mission, and I can pretty much tell you that. Um, question number four, any suggestions for those who still want to serve a mission but have experienced mental illness? Uh, missionary service is stressful and difficult for people who have mental illness. You will be on the front lines of the Lord's battle spiritually. Your ability to serve a proselyting mission will depend upon the severity of your illness and the treatment that you have in place. Uh, the missionary department has learned a great deal about the illness, and they understand better how best to help those who experience it if they, to serve if they desire. If you have moderate to severe symptoms, I simply wouldn't recommend a proselyting mission, and I believe that's generally the standard for missionary service. Now, as far as depression and anxiety, there are some requirements to going out, but you can still serve a proselyting mission from what I understand. Um, my recommendation is that you make sure that your treatment plan is in place, working, and then also go and attend college away from your stable environment and network of people. Now, this can be similar to a mission in many ways and should give you a feel for what you will experience. If you don't have any real issues and stay, remain stable and have no concerns, then I would think that you would have a good chance serving a full-time mission. You may even want to try that two-transfer mission I think still exists uh, before you make that decision. I don't recommend foreign service as the destabilization in a foreign language mission is often going to be far too much for almost any portion of the illness. I've, I have known individuals who have served 
with good treatment plan and done just fine on their missions. But they prepared far more than someone without the illness would have had needed to. You need to understand your illness, what level of stress you can handle, and if it is what the Lord would have you to do. Remember that the Lord has allowed the illness to occur. So if you can't serve because of the illness, it is the Lord who has made that decision. As long as you do what you can to prepare, there's no concern on the Lord's part if you don't serve due to illness. If this is the case that you're not able to serve a proselyting mission, then the Lord doesn't see the need for you to serve a proselyting mission as far as your salvation and exaltation go. Also remember that service missionaries are needed and as valuable as those mission as proselyting missions and can keep you within stable limits. Now I know that might seem like a lesser mission right now, but the Lord doesn't see it that way. I don't see them that way. Those missions provide just as much opportunity for exposure to missionary discussions as many proselyting missions do, and the world definitely needs some good service. I wouldn't doubt, discount this type of service or mission at all. I have even had one of my children serve at proselyting and then a service mission. I, my experience was good all around. Question number five. What happens if I experience mental illness on my mission? Um, I believe that the missionary department requires a psych evaluation before you go on a mission. If you have some of the warning signs, I believe that there's going to be some follow-up discussions regarding any concerns. Now, it does happen that mental illness doesn't show up until one is involved in missionary service, and that can be entirely bewildering and difficult on many levels. This does happen that uh, mental illness shows up in your early, late teens, early 20s. We have a, a mystique in the church that missionaries are entirely protected from any issues that might occur on their mission. I will admit that if you look at the statistics of death and injury for young men and young women of the same age who are not of our church, and even those who don't serve missions, you can definitely tell there's something happening, some kind of good protection happening. When you consider, when you add into that where missionaries are sent and the few issues that occur, I would say that the underlying church feeling of bulletproof missionaries has some validity. But you cannot take that to the extreme or even to the moderate level. You can expect that missionaries will be protected, but the Lord has a unique path for every person, and accidents, deaths, injuries, and other illnesses are going to occur. What is important to remember is that the Lord must have a specific purpose for allowing it to occur. So if for some reason mental illness does show up at your doorstep during your mission, the Lord has a plan that includes it. What will happen if you experience is that you will begin to see a counselor and they will do an evaluation of your illness. The evaluation is a determination as to the next steps that will occur. You only need to be honest with them and help them to make decisions. Many times things can be adjusted to allow for you to work through the issues for a time to see if they can improve with a plan of treatment. I would say that many times this does work. If that doesn't provide the necessary relief, then moving to a service mission is probably going to be the next thing to do. After returning home and getting stable, began the service mission, or you can choose not to. If you do, you receive another call and setting apart. Service missions are a little newer and still somewhat underdeveloped, but, but overall, they're very positive experiences and provide great missionary opportunities. Most important thing to remember is that the Lord has allowed it to occur. There is no blame, shame, or lack of faith. Your assignment has been changed by the Lord. If you accept it in this way, you'll find great value in your missionary service and avoid some of the issues that I had to deal with that I really shouldn't have been there. Well, that's it for the missionary one questions. Uh, I probably will have a part three on the questions and post that next week. And as always, remember, the Lord requires the fight and then he can do his part. We'll talk to you next week.
Before I end today, I wanted to note that if you guys have any questions out there that you would like to ask, I'm more than happy to answer them. Um, I have an email address, which you can address those to at dtsocha at gmail.com. I think it's actually in the original um, podcast. You can see that under the introduction. In any case, if you have questions or anything you'd like me to answer, happy to do so. Again, we'll talk to you later.